before ACG does like buy, wait for sale. I, I, I think that gives you some more flexibility to like say like, hey, this this has some negative thing. I don't know. Like I think I'm still, I'm still of the case. Past. Yes, I'm still the case. Just just remove the numbers. Like the numbers are pointless yeah. now. Yeah, we, at this yeah, point, if it's all seven, I, I agree. And I think that just, more and more we see these opinion. things happening. Yeah. Well, totally. And I think that's kind of like what we do here also. But it's a situation where. I like I get pumped when I see something like, oh, wow, this is getting nines and tens. Like, that's cool. But then also at the same time, when everything's a seven, hey, it's like, well, does you know what got a lot of nines? Fucking Diablo four. That's true. But I, I also think that game uh, sucks ass in a lot of ways. Well, um, yes, that's fair. I do also think, though, that the likeification of things that we've done, like on a social level on the online, like you heart things, you like things, you share things Mm -hmm. like every, if, if you like everything, what's, what's the, the point, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, I I get it. I still get it from the point of, Hey, I ain't going to read all that. I'm, I'm not going to read your, you know, two page review. Just tell me if I should get it or not. I, I understand the timing aspect, but also, if we just we give everything sevens and it's yeah. it's lame and i don't i mean it's one of the reasons i don't engage that much anymore with uh with a lot of games media we we had this conversation i know we're in our cold open that is yeah. no longer cold um ign like, gave this podcast a seven sure that's high absolutely high it's, it's <laughs> just as good as any other fucking podcast i guess uh but yeah i mean we had that discussion a little bit we touched on it a little bit when we got into like the the current state and future yeah. of video game journalism um that might be something i don't know i've got a deep dive coming up here and i was in just a, gonna say yes, that could be Man. we'll talk about reviews that could be like a part are. a part three into that series i kind of like that trilogy yeah. arc yeah uh or if, maybe if, we'll do something fun one of the two <laughs> if, if you are just catching us right now uh that lovely voice you just heard is chase kinnicky chase how are you uh, i'm doing all right johnny how are you hey i'm great Fantastic. Nice shirt. Wait, let me do a uh, a check here. Okay, it passed. I'm doing great. Thanks. My name is Bobby. I am the host of the show, and you found the casual hour. Tonight is a what you've been playing. It is episode 337 Whoa. on August 9th, 2023, to date this episode. And we got a lot of stuff to talk about tonight, including Venba. We're going to talk about Remnant. We're going to talk about, of course, Baldur's Gate and some news. So uh, get cozy and welcome to the nine o'clock edition of the casual hour. Uh, uh, Johnny, I, I know that yeah. we are going to be talking at nauseum about this game, I think for yes. a while and chase, I, I know this might on the fringe or even on directly on the surface look like something that would annoy you, but I think there's a lot here that you will appreciate. And I have thought about you so much while playing oh, Baldur's Gate. I think Gate about 3. you a lot too. Yeah. Me too. And I I think that like Johnny's going to kick us off here and go into Baldur's Gate 3, which has been occupying most of Johnny and I's time. Um, But I I have I have maybe most of your time. Johnny, Johnny, apparently enjoying Uh, many. uh, many Uh, I can't I can't get rusty. Right. All right. You you didn't participate in Evo this weekend. I'm training for next year. Okay. this is the place I'm saying it here now. Evo 2024. The road to Evo starts here. <laughs> We're going to talk about Baldur's Gate 3. And yeah. in that, um, there'll probably be some light spoiler stuff. Nothing too egregious. And quite frankly, like, I find it hard to spoil this game at this stage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Everything plays out so differently uh, for everyone. And should I just, just dive into it now? Well, uh, yeah, I think before you, or, like, just, just to, like, help anybody, if you've been under a rock for some reason... Larian Studios has put out uh, a game at $60 that went through an early access period that we're going to talk a lot about on the back half with news, but we're going to talk about it here as well. It's really setting a precedent in the gaming industry, and it's it's blown up in a way I did not suspect. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and we're going to talk about our impressions. Uh, and then if you really want to be invested in Baldur's Gate 3, I'm going to go ahead and pitch it right now. We have a series that we're starting on our casual Fridays, 9 p.m. on Fridays, uh, right here on Twitch. Balderdash, where our, my friend, cousin, friend of the show, Jason, joins Johnny and I, where we have a No Save Scum playthrough going on that game, and uh, it's going to be a good time. So, Johnny, 
Yeah. Now that we've gotten all the details out of the way. Only the people are scum, not the saves. That is true. That's our tagline. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are scummy, not our saves. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, I, I'm assuming you like this game. I fucking love this game. Um, yeah. I I bought it as soon as it hit early access because I played um, a fair bit of Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2. Yes. And I thought Larian did good work. That I have PS4 no era, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I have no history with the Baldur's Gate uh, franchise. Like I did not play those games back in the day. Yep. Uh, I never played Darkwing Dale or any of the other D&D games. I've I've played Icewind Heart, Dale. Icewind yes. Dale. Thank you, Chase. Yeah. Um, I played me noted D&D knower. Exactly. Out of this group, I think you would be the person that would. Yeah. um, I played Pathfinder once. That's kind of D&D. Yeah. Um, In real life, I've played part of a campaign like 10 years ago. Probably got tired of you starting new characters, I'm sure. No, I got tired of the party I was with. Um, Mm. It's the party that's out of touch, not me. Um, The Amazich crowd does not like parties, apparently. No, they don't. Um, And uh, so, yeah, I kind of went into this like I, I... Started the early that. access. It's a, it's a thinker for just just for you, Bobby. Sorry, sorry, to the, sorry to the chat. That's not for you. That was just for Bobby. Um, anyway, uh, I, I started the uh, Act One early access a few years ago. I was like, this seems really good. I'm just going to wait. And finally, it, it's here. Came out, and and you is, beat Zelda, so you were allowed to play it. I yes. I didn't, I didn't get my fucking buy, catfish. Yeah, I probably didn't get any catfish. <laughs> I did get I catfished. I didn't get I catfished. I haven't gotten my uh, my NPC video yet either. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which was just check your DMs. Oh no. <laughs> um. So, for those of you living under a rock who pay attention to video games, uh, Baldur's Gate three came out to mass critical acclaim and commercial success. Uh, it's all all over like Twitter and Reddit, everywhere online. And that's because it is a really good game. Uh, it is uh, feature complete. There's no season pass. There's none of that extraneous bullshit is just this is the game. Go have fun. And it is. I, I, I think I think you're underselling one big massive thing there. Not only is it complete. Yeah, it is one of the most overwhelming <laughs> things to get into in the best. Like mm-hmm. there's so much in yeah. this game there's and not only that it for as much that's going on with it visually it is just absolutely gorgeous it runs yeah. perfect like i'm running this thing at max settings at well over 120 frames it yeah, is i think i'm getting like 80 not on, only on did they deliver rig. like a, a fully complete and competent game they delivered a technically sound game as well and yeah and in the that year is, that we that's there's it's, so it's, much here to celebrate. Yeah. And not just visually, orally as well. Like the the yeah. way they talk about all the all the voice dialogue. That's oh my in god. Game. So much voice dialogue. My only my only worry, and it's the worry great. that I've seen a couple of other game developers talk about on on Twitter. Uh, I'm not calling it the other one. Um yeah. where they they're like Hey, this is this is one of those things that it's it's amazing that it all came together and it all worked so well this cannot i'm bobby you you said precedent earlier and they were like this cannot be the precedent like we you can't you can't expect this out of out of things it it reminded me i talked to you about this a little bit on monday it's like you can't this is kind of a a rockstar red dead redemption 2 thing i know i know we differ on who likes red dead redemption 2 versus who doesn't i I came around on a little bit but the point remains like that game is a unicorn in yeah. that it it was it is a, a fantastical mythical way that that thing came together um and it probably shouldn't exist <laughs> and i think this game also is is a game that you know whatever you guys are about to say about it and i i have not played it i have not really looked at it at all but i understand that it is uh great and deserves every bit of praise that it gets um it does worry me that other people are going to go well, all games should be like this and that is that is impossible <laughs> yeah i i do think that there's something here's what i think is possible i think that you can start to look at the models we've allowed to be persistent for the last few 
decades. Well, maybe, yeah, I guess starting with the 360, but it really egregiously last generation, this generation, the incomplete deliveries, the technically, you know, garbled up things, running a very smooth and very transparent early access, um, like even a little addition, like whenever this game did launch, if you had early access, they automatically upgraded you to the deluxe version of the final product. Yep. Little things like that. I That's don't nice. think that the content wise is fair. Like I don't think it's a fair measurement here, yeah. but I do think shipping a complete package at a fair price that is incredibly technical sound, ready to go. Like it used to be quite frankly, like it, not that there hasn't been bugs before, but for the most sure. part, you used to get a, a very like, here's your, and here's your game. Yeah. This is the scope is so wide on this mm -hmm. and there are so many threads being pulled simultaneously. Like, you're you're gonna run into weird stuff. There's at one some point. one more thing um, that I, I want to throw into that cocktail that I think they can do, and we've talked about this for other games this year, especially, and I think it kind of kicked off last year with Elden Ring. It's okay to trust the people playing your games to to figure things out and mm -hmm. to use the tools you've built without a lot of hand holding. And yeah, I think and there are, I think there are yeah, there's lots of tutorials. Uh, that will say like, this is what this means. And, um, you can, like, when I'm, not talking, I'm not, I'm not talking about it from that tool tipping standpoint. I'm talking about it from the fact that it just throws it, you in there. No, 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 no. Let me, let me get it out there. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that like tears of the kingdom this year, we all took different paths when we started. We all built things oh, differently. We all used sure. the tools that they gave us in the sandbox to achieve a similar outcome, but maybe we approach the destination at different yeah. points and i think you know, that there are roads that split apart and you know well yeah but like, i mean i've seen path. i've seen things on twitter and i've seen things on tiktok and etc that are levels i've completed and i'm looking mm -hmm. at it and i'm like what the fuck how did they do that and i yeah. realized that there's little things that maybe they found along the way that informed them where something would be that allowed mm -hmm. some, to have the right person in their party that would trigger that. Like there's so many little things that can make up a story that even though we're all playing the same thing, like I, I know you, me and Jason and our thread, we're not playing it the same at all. No, that's, that's been one of the coolest things about this game is seeing, Hey, did you complete the Druid quest? How did you do it? And, oh, did you find out about this person or did you go this way? And he's like, no, I went, I did this. And it's, it's so amazing when mm -hmm. things like that can happen in, in a game. And I think like, uh, and there aren't a lot of games that, that do, I mean, there no. are lots of games that have missions that can go multiple ways. I mean, I, I think about something like Nice Old Republic or Nice Old Republic 2, where, yep. okay, you've got your kind of light side way to do it. You have your dark side way to do it. And then you might have like one that's kind of in the middle or, or Mass Effect's very similar in that, yep. in that sense as well. Um, but this feels like it's it's maybe closer to like the the Fallout New Vegas style where it's yeah. it's less it's less I can do it the the nice way, the bad way or the middle way. And it's more, you know, I'm doing I'm doing this way, but then the mission has another thing. And now I zag to this other part and now this other thing happened. And now I'm going to actually say, you know what? Fuck that guy I was going to help before. And now I'm going to do it this way. And and it evolves more than just being what are the three different outcomes you can do? Yeah. And it's affected by things like uh, your character's race and their class and all of these different components, you know, people in the game will treat you differently. If you are, I, uh, my character is a tiefling, uh, who's like a, you know, she, she looks like a little devil and some people are not so friendly to her because they think that she's a demon or whatever. Um, and you you choose your background so you can be a, a Baldurian. So if you're having dialogue with someone who's also from Baldur's Gate, there's usually a unique dialogue option to, to say to that person. Um, and it's just, it's, it's as close to like a tabletop experience as you are going to get inside of a video game. Like it's not going to be as, as free flowing and, uh, you know, organic as just interacting with other human beings. Uh, but like, it seems like they, they have planned for every conceivable outcome or at least put, given you the tools much like in 
Tears of the Kingdom is like, okay, well, here, just figure this out. Here are the things you can do. Um, just go for it. You know, there, see what see what you can do. Uh, I saw a clip of one of the guy, Matt Mercer, uh, from Critical Role, aka Voice of Ganon. Had I saw a clip of him? He had stacked like forty five crates on top of one another, and then climbed on top, and then used that to jump onto a castle wall that should have been much more difficult for him to get to. And it just lets you do it. Um, there's no invisible wall or anything like that. Like he's just there now. Um, and I think I just went under the castle. The, and then there was the a, power that lets you go right through the, the there's wall. a situation in it where I had a room where there was two doors going into it. And as Johnny called out, certain classes have the strength to move or throw people and there's barrels that are sometimes filled with water or oil or some sort of explosive. They're very heavy. But this tiefling barbarian that I have is capable of oh, picking them up. So good. And so I stacked four in, on the outside of each door. And I went in a window into the room upstairs above the people that were downstairs. And I, th I had my wizard cast grease which then puts everybody in a slippery or prone state but it's also highly flammable and then i had one of my characters use a, a an arrow to shoot a chandelier down and catch that grease on fire and nobody could come in and nobody could escape and i just kept throwing fire down there and kind of cheesed my way through it and it was really fun and i i, I johnny called it out earlier this is based off of uh, the most recent version of dungeons and dragons at the, the game yep the, the, the game has confirmed a, a deep, dark fear of mine that I've always been hanging on to. And that is I could see myself getting very invested in Dungeons and Dragons and playing through this. The reason I thought about you a lot, Chase, is like your there's a few things that like I keep thinking about, like, man, I wish I had Chase here to talk to me about this. Um, and what I mean by that is it's like. You have a knack for a strategy-based game to begin with. You are very inventive in your problem-solving skills. Like when we do puzzle games, you, you kind of look at puzzles differently than I do. And a lot of the game is puzzling. But I know that you loved the you love good character development. You like to make bonds with people in games. Sure. And I have not felt a connection like this probably since Mass Effect Mass 2. Effect 2 to right? a group of characters that yeah. like I, I've fallen for. And I think that you would the way that you would approach all these things, like the whole nuance of setting the pieces up before a battle or the, Oh shit, this thing fucking blew up in my face. Yeah. You can, I think that you would have so much fucking fun with this game. I really do. I, I bet I would. Uh, and we, I think we talked a little bit about it on Monday on, on casual Monday. It is, it is a scary game to me in the same way that Minecraft yeah. is a scary game to me in, and, and that is to say, like, I bet I would like that. And if I started playing it, I bet I would play a lot of that. And it's kind of the choice. Do I want to play, you know, four five, six other things, or do I want to play this one thing? And yeah. I, you know me, I already buy a lot of games. <laughs> uh, I had to make a fucking gambling wheel to, to tell myself to play some fucking games. Um, but yeah, I, maybe when I finish <laughs> tears of the kingdom, I'll start playing <laughs> Baldur's gate three. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so much good here, man. Like I, I'm so glad Bobby games. brought that up. Like we just needed to talk about how good all of your party members are and how like I feel like I've barely scratched the surface on some of their stories, but they are all compelling. They're all well uh, voiced and acted and uh, like it's just I, I, I look forward to when I'm done for the day in the game and I go back to camp and I get to talk to them about all the shit that we just saw together or the ones that aren't with me. Maybe they have something to say about it. Like, you know, if you had me with you, uh, maybe it wouldn't have gone that way. And um, it's just it's a level of just care and and just love that went into it. And it it just there's oozes. If, if that. There's like there's one thing I can share on that note that I think was just like. There's so many of these little types of moments that I'm about to share. I found this really cool spot that 
kind of blew my mind when I got into it. Like it just visually, like I could not kind of comprehend what was going on. And there was, I ended up finding a fast travel waypoint, but you can set up your camp at any time, which is really nice because you can heal up or you can get your different gear and plan spells, all that shit. But uh, one of the characters I had not had with me because you get the quest lines for your party, just like you would in a mass effect to go and do stuff for him. So I had two people that I was kind of daisy training quests with. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get this person back into my party. And I did not know anything about this place. It had a name that I could not pronounce. It looked cool, but I didn't know a lot about it. And I loaded back in with that person. And they're kind of like, yo, we got to get the fuck out of here. This is this. It's this. It's this. I'm like, what are you talking? Like, this place fucking rules. This is awesome. Like, this all kind of shit's here. And they're like, no, seriously, like, get your shit. Get the fuck out of here. This is bad news. We got to go. Later on, as I worked on that relationship, they opened some stuff up to me and I found out through that story what exactly happens down there. And it happened a while after it, but then it was like, oh shit, like I would have not gone down there probably had I had your, that insight prior to finding it. But because I found it and I knew, I'm like, hmm. And there's moments every step of the way where if you read a document or if you talk to somebody or if you pick up an item and it ends up doing something in a different location, your curiosity is rewarded and yes. you are, I've never found a game that like has made me feel like equally excited about something just blowing up in my face as I am. I hope this goes off flawlessly because there's like jazz that comes with it and there's stealth and all kinds of stuff that happens. I was not prepared to like this game to this degree. And I think a lot of people out there covering this game was not prepared for people to take to it. I, I talked to Johnny and Jason about this last Friday and the last point I'll make on Baldur's Gate is, while I'm not a, a FromSoft fan, I did find a lot to like about Elden Ring. And even though at the end of the day, it played a lot like a Souls game in combat, there was so much there that I appreciated and liked. And we saw more people that than ever play a, a FromSoft game. And we might see it again happen this month with Armored Core. My point being, I feel the CRPG genre has been a very dense one and a very unapproachable one for a mass audience, the same way that a Dark Souls style game would be. And for two years in a row now, we've seen these games kind of break through a ceiling that had been set for generations and genres. And to see a game like Baldur's Gate getting over 800,000 concurrent players on Steam is pretty fucking remarkable to, to see. And I think it's only, it's all, we're only seeing the ripple further. I know it just shot up the charts on PlayStation for it's like yeah. most sold pre-order. I, I just talked it's, my cousin into getting it. On PS5. I, I, I mean, I would, the, it has cross save, which is awesome. I, I said I would probably buy it so I could play it with him on there. You don't have to, it has cross play, right? No, it has cross save does not have cross play. Ah. Well, if Chase ever decides to get it on PlayStation, I'll pick it up there too. <laughs> it's so, so if I don't play it, not only am I saving $70, I'm saving my friend $70 60. too. 60. Oh, 60. wow. Okay. All right. Um yeah, it's it's incredible. It is a fantastic video game. Uh it is difficult to say at this juncture not really that difficult to say where it's going to end up on wow. my, my yeah, list. Johnny's just throwing Zelda in the trash right yeah. alongside Street Fighter 5. I don't want to play six. this game anymore. Sorry. He's um, fucking, I'm tired of playing with you, Woody. Yeah. <laughs> just said that. Some um, garbage. And uh, yeah, you should, you should play this game. If you, oh, if you it's like, like that scene out of Toy Story, you mean? Yes. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> if you, if you like fantasy, if you don't like fantasy, if you enjoy good video games, you should play Baldur's Gate 3. Also, I'll just like pitch our show again. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun stream to check out. And there's some really great Twitch inter, uh, integration that we have with it. We'll be going with part two this Friday. We'll take a few weeks off due to travel, but then we'll be back. And, and honestly, at this point with the, the one off, uh, I do see this being something that we play for a while now. Um, and that's really exciting, too, to like have a series. Hang on, Bobby. I mean, that that, that Johnny Amazich guy, he he'll stab you in the back. I know. Well, he's a bard, not a rogue. Uh, go, Johnny, go right back to Street Fighter or, you know, arm, like you said, Armored Core is coming up and that, that guy's just going to disappear on you. I know. Can't trust him. Uh, well, 
That is Baldur's Gate 3. We will be talking a lot about that game, and we will have a lot of ways to stay up to date with what's going on with it on our, our Friday night streams. Uh, Johnny, I'm looking forward yep. to it, man. Very excited to Me hang too. out with you on that one. Uh, I will be brief here. There's two new games I want to talk about, one of which Chase and I streamed on Monday, and that's a game called Word Factory. Uh, uh, if you might not know this about me, I have a, a deep fascination for automation and resource management games. And fact, Word Factory just came out. It is $6 or $7, currently $6, I think. Let me double check that. Uh, it came out uh, last week. So that would have been, hang on, let me get my information here. 8-7, I think? No, 8-3. And it's made by yes. Star Garden Games. Uh, this is a game where you are, you have a factory that can only produce the letter I, and you have to make other letters using the letter I and a few different tools in your, in your factory. And eventually you'll have to start making words. Uh, when Chase and I played it, I was still pretty new to it. I've been putting some time with it and I think I'm pretty close to beating the main story on this. Uh, but Chase, what I found out is there is an infinite amount of nodes you can pull off of any structure. Okay. And so, but I, I mean, that would just slow things down further because it, it would, okay. and it would also speed things up where you don't want it. And I realized also that there's at the end of each match, I wasn't paying much attention when you and I were playing it, but they do this thing where they show you uh, how many buildings you used and compared to the global, like this yep. is the top in the globe. And then the same thing for uh, how many letters overflowed. So if you have a, that happening it's yes yeah to give to give uh anybody listening or watching a little bit more context it's it's kind of similar to like a zactronics game where it's yeah. a, a bit of a programming puzzle of so when when bobby's talking about those global leaderboards this idea of how few like how efficient can you make this thing how yeah. how few buildings can you use to to form whatever they're asking you to form and what I ended up finding out is like I, if there I is being made at a clip because that's your only factory, even if it's just one. Mm -hmm. So I would, if I needed just a an I, I would sometimes find ways to route the path through things and just slow that down a little bit to where it was all coming out the right way. But it it becomes really cool because then it's like okay, I've already got my C. Okay, great. I've got my backward C now. So I've got those two shapes and then I can just route those into others. And when I started doing that, I would start in the left-hand corner with my eye and kind of fan out and have just like, okay, here's my path for that. So if I need to get these things, uh, really started hitting a groove with it and was putting together big words. I'm, I'm on my my biggest word yet, which I think is like seven letters now. Okay. So so again, nice. just just for that little extra context, when you like think about an uppercase I, um, like just the letter, the shape of of what an I looks like, and then the idea that that's the only shape that can be made. Like put the letters aside for a second. Like that's the only shape that can be made, which is just this little straight line. Yeah. And now you have these other buildings that allow you to manipulate that shape. So there is a bender that will turn that straight I into a curved C. Yep. And now, okay, now you have a, now you have the letter C. So now you can make words with both the letter I and the letter C. And then you have, um, you have like a merger thing. So now you can put your straight letter I and your bent letter C and put them together. And now you can make, um, what what is that? I mean, there's no lowercase letters in here. No, you would make a, a P. <laughs> so so you can make like a backwards P, but then yeah. you have to use a mirror uh, building to mirror that horizontally, and now it mirrors, and now it's an uppercase P, and now you can make P's and C's and I's, and, and now you're starting to totally yes like so you're starting to just figure out how do i put these the shapes of these letters like you're thinking about the shapes of letters more than more than you've ever thought of before and how can you take these these shape pieces and these mechanics of what you can do with these shapes or to form these shapes and then how do you like slam them together like another one that we did was uh was the letter y so you have two eyes two straight lines and then they go into the merger and the merger kind of kinks them together to form a V. 
So now you have V's that are popping out. Well, now you have an I, an, an extra I that comes out. And now uh, you put those into a merger and now you have your V and your I and the those connect up to make a Y. Uh, it's really cool and inventive it's, how. Yes. Because uh, it doesn't tell you how to make these letters. You're, you're just Not having until to Until you guess. make it. Once you put right. it, it's in your journal and you have the recipe. But yeah. So you're just having to guess kind of it like, oh, fuck. OK, how do I make a U? I mean, I guess that's a C and it's rotated. But yeah. like, so you're you're just starting to like make these connections in your head. And it's a it's a really neat idea. And then I like I, I love the the added layer on. OK, yes, we know you can make this, but how can you make it the most efficient now? Yeah. How, how, that, how that's how I started to play it to make it. And they'll That's also really do, um, they have, so like when you're picking your courses, there's just standard blue courses and the red course is a challenge. And it's like, okay, you can only use one bender on this. And then you're like, okay, now I got to, and I think that would have made the ones that we did play on Monday easier knowing we could have just kept pulling from those. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really fucking cool. It's, I, I think it'd be a good iPad game. I think it would be a really fun iPad yeah. game. I bet that would um, be great. And I hope it comes there. It kind of feels like it's built for mobile. And I say that in the best, like in a very good way, like it, it would be easily translatable to a touch interface. Yeah. It's like big chunky buttons, uh, yeah. really colorful. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not like big circles where it's like, Oh, that's a fucking mobile game, but it, it's just, Hey, these, the UI just feels like it could yeah. easily translate over. Uh, and very different from word factory is a game called remnant two. And, uh, this is, this is a game that I have been very surprised by. I, I actually enjoyed remnant from the ashes, which came out, I guess, 2016, 2017, I think. Yeah. Somewhere around then. Does this um, one have a subtitle too? No, they just, they dropped nope. it. They went cleaner. Wow. Uh, it's just remnant two, but this is a game that I think has built upon it's a very impressive sequel it, it is a, a mountain of a game compared to its predecessor and i have found this to be highly enjoyable if you're not familiar with what eminent is or eminent from the ashes it is kind of a dark souls third per it's like dark souls meets gears of war but with run base elements and so on this one you are playing a little bit more of a class and you can multi-class things if you'd like to uh, I'm playing it more as a handler right now, so I have a dog out there with me. But it is uh, two guns and a melee weapon, and you are leveling up your character. It's an RPG in that fact. You have a town hub that you come back to, and there's enhancements and enchantments and armor and all kinds of fun stuff that you can get. But it's hard. Um, I've honestly felt when I'm playing it, I was like, okay, what if they took the concept of Dark Souls and they mixed it with returnal and uh risk of rain too and that's that's what i'm getting when i play this i'm going out there you're unlocking they've they've got secret classes like you would have in risk of rain too um there's all kinds of cool shit the the loot it feels kind of like a looter shooter without it being that way it has some named loot but it's not like rare uncommon like you're not getting the same gun um the shooting feels really fucking good on it and the abilities. Cause in the last game you had, uh, I think it was just like long barrel, medium barrel, short barrel. Like it was based off the range of your weapon for your class. And this one is not that case. It's a three person PVE game. It's very, very well done. The, the studio behind it, uh, what's the name again? Sorry. It is gunfire games. This came out July 25th. This is also $50 on PC. Um, I think that they're working on cross play if I'm not mistaken, that's on their roadmap for it. This is such a better game than from the ashes. And it's, it's something that I was spending a lot of time playing prior to Baldur's gate, but I've seen a lot of people, um, just like on TikTok for shit like that, that like I normally see them playing like call of duty or one of those games. Like I've seen a lot of people playing this online. I think it's, pulling in people from a bunch of different like shooter genres to check it out. It's just in in a similar way of shipping a product and, and doing it right and quality of life, listening to feedback and implementing it that we talked about with Larian. I think gunfire has done something really fucking cool here with this game. Uh, I chase, I'll say it again. I, I, I think you'd like this game. I really do. I, I would. I, you got, uh, I know I've been seeing a lot of the destiny tubers who are again, 
hedging their bets <laughs> just in case yeah, destiny that's, implodes yeah. this is going it, great it seems like it might any day now um and they're just like hey uh here's some cool builds that you can do in remnant too i'm like okay uh uh-huh. <laughs> it's i do think well, you would you would dig it and i think yeah. it um there'll probably be some sales that come out for it in the in the holiday season but uh it's it's really fucking cool. this would be a fun game for the three of us to play for sure yeah uh, and then just, I'm not going to elaborate it because Chase is going to talk about one of these and he's talked at length about the other, but, uh, I beat viewfinder and I can't wait to talk more about that game come December. Spoiler alert. I really like that game. It's and then game. it's a very, and speaking of great games, uh, Chase, I, you and I played and we both beat Venba, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. Cause I've been itching to talk to you about this after we checked it out on stream for the steam next fest. So, yeah. Uh, that's what I've been up to everybody. Uh, again, that was remnant Two, Baldur's gate three and word factory for the most part, but we're going to talk about Venba here now with chase. Uh, Venba is one of the best games of the year. Yeah. Straight up. (laughs) Um, I mean the, the closest, the closest thing I was thinking as I played it was Florence or, um, assemble with care. Yep. I got Um, those vibes big time. Totally. Lengthwise too. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's a short game. It's it's uh, it's really story driven. Um, it's going to it's going to try to make you cry uh, and it's going to do a pretty damn good job of it. Uh, basically, the story of Enba is that you are this uh, this Indian woman and uh, you've you've come to Canada with your with your spouse uh, to try to make a better life for yourselves. And, and uh, you learn in the first chapter uh, that you're going to have a child. And then it kind of checks in at different points uh, in in Venba's life as the child continues to grow up and um the the main way that you are interacting with the game and with the story is around food and it is it is venba cooking either for her her husband or her child um or herself and the the game mechanics come from having this book of recipes from venba's mother and mm-hmm. those recipes are um, scratched out in some way or uh, worn, you know, down. worn down or a piece of the page is missing or something is smudged. So you have most of the recipe and then you kind of have to guess at some of the other stuff oh, that, uh, to be able to make the food. That is a cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mechanic. I mean, it's it's not it's not that hard. Uh, you can't really fuck it up. I mean, if you fuck it up, she just like, goes try that oh, over you, again. That's not yeah, quite right. Oh, let's try this again. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so you just kind of go right back to the beginning. It's not. It's not like some crazy fail state or anything like that. Um, but the idea is that you are making these traditional Indian dishes, and uh, you know, for us uh, idiot white Americans, uh, I certainly hadn't heard of most of these recipes before, and certainly didn't know what goes into cooking them. So there is kind of the puzzle of. Okay, I I need to see the recipe and I need to to do a little trial and error here to uh, to figure out how these things come together. But the idea is is more about trying to connect with. Uh, I I think it's mostly about connecting with your child and yeah. and trying to do that through and, food, and connecting with your parents. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it, it goes both ways uh, as the game continues to progress i think it's a really good story a really well-told story um and and i think the mechanics are cool and it looks fucking great it's got this beautiful art style incredible style that i i still can't quite place like it reminds me a little bit it's like a 1950s kind of it's a little mid-century modern uh at times on like the character designs like the way that they're they're drawing some of the the things there yeah i mean there's (laughs) I mean, I'm trying not to like it. It's got like a little bit of like a Samurai Jack feel to yeah. it with like some of the ways that um, like the, the the thickness of the fingers and things like that. You, you just kind of point to and go, oh, that's that's an interesting stuff. I mean, it all comes together. It's it's very unique in its own thing, um, but it's just it's so I, good. And it was man, it really uh, it really hit me. Yeah, it, I, I'm with you there for sure. This is an hour and a half to, to beat. Uh, oh, it came it? out. It's yeah. an hour and a half. It's it came out. It, it came out on July thirty first. 
uh Visai games made this it's currently 15 dollars on steam it's on nintendo switch it's on playstation i believe it's a, it's it's, a couple bucks off on switch right now too um, it's it's also on game pass if you have that service um i just installed it <laughs> yeah what i what i think i was uh i've always been um very curious with food uh, especially like when i became an adult like I, i'm from the midwest i was raised in a, in a poor home with a, a very hungry appetite and my mom was a school teacher dad worked night she did the best she could uh so we always had you know good food but we never really went more than like the local chinese takeout in my hometown like that was kind of it when it was like exotic eating uh when i became an adult and i had my money i was like i want to explore food and so I've, I've like I, I think Indian cuisine is like the food that I've not explored the most. And I was learning a lot about this. But the one thing that I think really stuck with me through playing this is what food represents in cultures across the world, not mm-hmm. only just the way they cook it, but my family was poor, as I called out, and we had if something good happened, we had a big food fest. If something bad happened, we had a big food fest. And I think this game on a different culture does the same thing. And I I felt connected to a culture that I have not felt connected to prior in my life through this game, through the idea of what food is for sorrow and what food is for joyous occasion. And as somebody who loves to cook, like I truly like somebody said once like, Hey, Bobby, food is your love language. I'm like, well, yeah, I love to eat. Like, no, like food is how you tell people you love them. And I think about that a lot when I cook and you know, like when I bring people over to my house, I always want to give them food. Hang on. Mm -hmm. You said me one of the best steaks I've ever tasted. Well, think of, look, I'm not going to say it, but think about it. And you'll figure it out. Um, so also spit but, on that but, steak before you but, give it to you. But also, yeah, there's, you know, there's the, the way that, you know, you talk to me here. So really deep down, there's a dark kernel of love. That you yes. So my point being is, is that I understood really well why she made a certain meal at certain times. And I understood mm-hmm. really well what yeah. that meant to her to give that food to somebody. And I really love that about this game. I really yeah. love that. It, it gave me, I mean, it certainly gave me an appreciation for another culture's food. Um, and there's, there's even one point of the game where they're taught some, one of the characters is talking to another uh, character about the food that they had at home. Mm-hmm. And that character's like, Oh, you're Indian. So, you know, it's, it's not, I, you mean like butter chicken? And they're like, well, that's like a different part of India. Like that's worse. And it's like, yes, it's not a, it's not a completely homogenous country. There are also different Wait, ways of doing that, but like, there's, there's like a billion people that live there. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Right. And, and some of them cook food differently than the other ones do. That's crazy. Um, so, so it definitely gave me a, a deeper appreciation of some of the, the, the food culture of India or specific parts of India. Um, but it also made me think a little bit more about, you know, my, my own food culture or, or lack of food culture. Uh, you know, and I was growing up, mom would make like turkey roll-ups, which was a tortilla and a piece of American cheese and Hell yeah. some strips of uh, turkey, like the deli, the deli turkey. Yeah. Um, and it's like, that's, I mean, Hey, I liked it as a kid, but like, that's not, that's yeah, not dude. food culture. Um, yeah. I'll tell you what, hamburger helper is a culture. All right. <laughs> yeah. But I also, I also thought about recipes that, you know, my grandmother made that my mom mm-hmm. still makes. And then, yep. you know, maybe, maybe one day I'll make those and, and how there is that idea of being able to pass this, pass this down and, and keep that stuff alive or, or even new stuff and, and new ways of, of, you know, just changing a little something or, or making it my way, you know, using this sauce instead of that sauce uh, to to add to a dish. And and I just think it's really cool. And and I, I did see some people I actually saw more of the backlash to the backlash, I guess, where people were uh, talking about, oh, if you don't if you don't uh, 
you know, understand if you can't relate to the stuff that Venba is is talking about, then you had a very boring childhood or something. Um, and I was like, I, I didn't see people talking about it in such a way. I, I could totally believe that, you know, some idiots would be like, oh, I don't I don't understand this food culture, so it doesn't mean anything to me. Um, but so, I would say even even past the food part, I think there is this really good story about connecting with kids and kids connecting with parents and or, or the lack of that. And and I definitely was still was certainly relating to that of, you know, here's here's a time where I wanted to strike out on my own and I didn't want my my parents support because I wanted to do it my way and, and do it, you know, yeah. some something that I could look back and go, I did that and not, you know my parents helped me to do that. Um, and, and how, you know, maybe how you could potentially, uh, you know, with that thought in your head, do or say something that could then hurt the feelings of, of a parent who, you know, just wants the best for you and just is trying to help Mm -hmm. you and you not understanding them and them not understanding you of like, why don't you just let me help you? And it's like, well, I don't want your help because I want to be able to do it my way and and have my own thing and, and fail or succeed on my own. Um, so I think from that, like that is an extremely universal feeling, uh, I think, where you know, take the food out of it. And, yeah. and I think that works really well. And that's that is really what stuck with me. And then all the food stuff that you bring back in now, it's well, that's that's just kind of the cherry on top of, of how interesting the game mechanics are and how um how it's cool to learn about these kinds of foods and even have me thinking like, Oh, you know, could I, could I make that? Like, no, I don't have this piece of equipment that they're using. That seems like that's a really useful thing to make that. But you know, what if, what if I tried to do something with, with batter and and flattening it out and steaming it? I bet, I bet I could try something like that. And, and, you know, it's, it's makes me want to be more um, explorative with uh, more adventurous with my food choices. I, I think, um, I'm so thrilled that it's had the impact it's had on us. I would like to read a tweet from uh, Rami Ismail, if I could, that he shared about this. I think as somebody that probably has a bit more authority on the subject, uh, I don't think I've cried as much as a video game as I just did at Venba. It's wonderfully short. If you were raised between two cultures, I don't think any game could hit as hard as this. If you weren't, this game is the closest I know to explaining what it feels like. And I think that that's a really important thing to take away from just like representation and perspective. And especially as I called out, like not only am I illy informed at times on the culture of their food, uh, culture in general, uh, I, I, it's just something that I've did not have much access to growing up. And it's something that I've tried to make up for in the back end of my life. But I do think, um, that's a really cool perspective to think about with this well bobby i will i will happily take you to the um aptly and maybe aptly is the wrong word here um himalayan yeti which is a restaurant an indian restaurant here uh in st louis which makes quite good food um so we'll we'll go there gladly it's uh it's i mean as i'm playing Baldur's gate which is incredibly big (laughs) and long (laughs) and scary uh it's really I don't great know to play a game that's an hour and a half and then you're done. I, I and I strongly encourage everybody if you can afford to just give yourself an hour and a half to do. There's this. also a demo like go just just go yeah. play the demo. <laughs> it's, I think it's but if you are going to play this, I think you should play it start to finish in one sitting. Yeah, I, per, I, pers- I think that's the way to go about it. Uh, all right, y'all. Chase, that was your completion and appreciation of Vinba. We talked about Viewfinder briefly. We talked I about finished Ram- games two weeks in a row. I'm proud of you, baby. Yeah. Chase yeah. Kenicky, the modern gamer. He finished two games and now he's going to play Remnant Two well, and sorry, Baldur's not, Gate. Not the modern gamer. That was a that was a Street Fighter Six player, and he oh. lost. So the, the modern gamer is dead. But um, Chase, the other modern gamer. Vinba viewfinder remnant to word factory and Baldur's Gate three are the things that we have been enjoying this week. And now it is time for the casual report where we give you all the breaking news. And uh, as we were calling out earlier, Johnny Baldur's Gate, the fun does mm-hmm. not stop. Apparently. No. Uh, yeah, it had it broke its own record twice, I think, because um, it seems it pretty good. Like, People are like, oh man, this Baldur's Gate has four hundred thousand people. 
oh man, it has 600,000. And then yeah. over the weekend, uh, it peaked at 814.66. And that's just Steam. It's also available on GOG. And it's not out on consoles yet. You, you missed so. 600 people in there, but sure. We, yeah. we, we didn't call it out earlier. It's not on Xbox at the time no. because they are running into how to make local multiplayer work on the mm-hmm. Series S. Everything's good to go on the X, but they're struggling with the S, they've said. But they are determined to make it work because they do not want to sacrifice local co-op. Yep. It is a millstone around their neck it seems as it is for a lot of developers um uh um rockstar good lord those guys um so there's a hullabaloo uh last week because they updated the logo on their page for red dead redemption and that got people speculating oh is this are we finally going to get the pc release are we finally going to get an updated version of this and the answer to the both of those questions is no, not really, <laughs> because uh, this is just a port of Red Dead Redemption coming to the PS4 and Switch. I don't think that there's any. They did not Red add anything to it. Right. It's just it's just a straight port, right? Like there's it's no it comes with port. the Undead Nightmare stuff. That's it. Um, And it's it's priced at 50 bucks and it's just look. But Yoshi I, I, will be a rideable horse in the Switch version. Oh, good. I'm making um, that up. But doesn't that wouldn't that be great, though? That would be fantastic. <laughs> um, yes. It's just, what a confusing company. Like, I know that GTA 5 hey, still prints it, money. It's better. It's better than them farming out a definitive edition to. This was farmed what? out, too. Well, sure, yes, but like not not taking a mobile version of Red Dead Redemption mm. and putting that back on a console. Right. That's right. something. That's yep. that's something. That's like when you burn a CD. And then, yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, you copied that floppy. Yeah, it's it's so dumb. And then, of course, people got mad because that's the Internet. That's what it's there for. Um, the CEO came out and said it's a great value and it is pri- It is commercially accurate as far as the pricing is concerned. So how, how much is it? Fifty bucks. I mean, yeah. I guess if you don't have a way to play it. I mean, that's a good point. But also, like, if they did a proper, like, they could source that to somebody, like, not, remaster I, it. Like, I do it think would, that you can get on Xbox right now the 360 version of yeah, the game. Runs, yeah, that's why it's not coming to, to Series X. And it runs at 4K there. Yeah. They up. They did their like high pass update to mm-hmm. it. So there's ways still, to play it there. Like it, it's, you know, it's it's one of the most beloved games of all time. And it's it's just like it's weird they're not putting it on pc that's is this too is weird. this 2k that is making these decisions ultimately uh, no well the other thing too rockstar is or so the, the thing that you did not mention is it's not rockstar making it right no i know but it also it's yeah the, it's so the this team, is 2K. It's, the, it's the team that made minecraft legends it's okay. the team there's another <laughs> also it's take two not 2k yeah it's take two, two. i'm sorry yeah, so sorry. it's 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 they've basically just said yeah go go fucking go ham have fun yeah so that's that's kind of disappointing but um it, it's it's disappointing that it was that people thought it was going to be more than it was yeah um, and when did when did red dead redemption 2 come out like 2010 two? or no okay. 2018 sorry um so like yeah it's been a while since we've really seen the next new thing from rockstar well, um that same CEO also heavily hinted that they're going to have a huge influx of revenue next year, which it's GTA six seems to yeah. be obvious. So um, I'll have to be getting news about that. Yeah. Before the year, maybe CE, right? Yes. Fun. That's the official thing. They're going to make me sad. I, so I just saw this headline I didn't read any part of the article. Perfect. This is this is as much as I need to know about this. You you are a modern Internet. Actually, I did read the article during like uh, before we started the show. Anyway, uh, Hideo Kojima teases Death Stranding 2 will change the meaning of strand. And uh, he mentioned stand by uh, your strand, you coward. (laughs) Did he he explain what the current meaning of strand is? No, man. That's just in the past. Um, But he he mentioned specifically the way that 
you know, society has changed forever since COVID, and that made him rethink the meaning of strain. Oh, yes, I'm sure it will be extremely deep. Yeah, I I can't wait. What a weird fucking... Hey, they they added Strand to Destiny, so, you know, Strand, Strand, I I have had the meaning of Strand change for me already. (laughs) Yes. Um, And uh, Chase, did you want to tell us about Evo? Perhaps? I would love to, as the one person who likes fighting games on this podcast, I yeah. would love to talk about Evo. Uh, Evo this, was this last weekend. Uh, I was out of town, but I've I've now caught up on some of the top sixes. I, that I don't like. That, I'm just, I'm going to put that out there right now. It used to be top eights. We used to live in a society, and now they've decided to cut well, my space. Why did they change it? Top sixes. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything about it. I just saw... I, I typed in what I usually do. Oh, this time I did 2023 top eight and typed that into YouTube. And then it was like, uh, would you like to see the Street Fighter six top sixes? And I'm like, what the fuck is a top six? So Evo's dead. I mean, it's just it's the two people in the losers bracket just didn't have people to face. Um, and I guess like get buys. I don't know. I don't know how it all worked, but. It's top sixes now. It's fine, I guess. I like seeing top eights because, you know, you get to see more people and you get to see more, hopefully more characters. Right. Um, so I watched a few of them. I watched uh, the Street Fighter six one because that was the, the biggest one on the main stage at the very end. Um, I watched Ultimate Marvel, Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom three, because that's uh, one of my favorite games. And it's been gone from Evo for like 10 years or whatever. And, and now it triumphantly came back to have uh, another uh, set on on the stage, which is really cool. And then I watched Dragon Ball Fighters because that game hopefully will never die. Um, and that is just so that's much a fun. Good, fun it's a watch. good looking game for sure. It's a good looking game. They keep adding, or I guess I, they they kept yeah, adding new content. They did. I got a um, bunch of them. I bought I bought that game for Jude yeah, <laughs> on his Xbox. Uh, we played together. Super Baby Two showed up uh, in uh, multiple people teams uh, that was like i've never played with baby before baby's so cool uh because i watched dragon ball gt unlike anybody else (laughs) in the world um yeah like honestly i thought it was i thought it was show um there's still some other ones i want to see i want to see guilty gear strive i want to see king of fighters 15 um i don't really care too much about mortal Kombat, but then uh i might watch tekken as well but they they had a lot of games on the on the stages there um uh, their their production continues to be really good uh it's it was just it was fucking hyped it's really it's really cool to see people hyped about that kind of stuff uh i will say as much as i love ultimate marvel vs. capcom 3 and and that was a game that i played a lot in college and that was the one time i had like a dedicated group of, of people who wanted to play that you know every weekend or so so i i got i wouldn't say good at that game but i got better at that game than any other fighting game I've ever played. Um, I think I think people have broken it too much. <laughs> um, it, it really was like, even the commentators would make the joke of does he get to play the game? And then like somebody's new character would come out and then instantly get hit and go into an infinite combo and they go, no, he doesn't get to play the game game. Damn, that's I mean, it's cool to do infinite combos, um, but also it's really cool to see people playing against each other mm-hmm. and, and less of just one person doing the combo. Yeah, um, from from what you described to me earlier uh, when we were chatting, I was like, that sounds sounds like a lot. Maybe, maybe they should make a new one of those. So there's new meta to discover. Uh, apparently they did. Um, and it was bad. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, that game, that game's, that game's bad. Um, but they should make a real, a real new one of those. Um, Street Fighter was good. Uh, this, this is the first time I really got to see a lot of Street Fighter. Uh, too many Kens, if you ask me. There were, there were two. Well, Barbie's very popular right now. I, I, know, I, I know. He's smooth down there. Agree. Um, I fight <laughs> way too many Ken, Kens and ranked. It drives um, me crazy. Yeah, but it Being was cool seeing, seeing a handful a world of characters. That's true. Uh, it was it was cool to see a handful of characters get played. Um, I was really rooting for Cammy, uh, knowing that that was Johnny's main uh, at one time. Yeah. I mean, they were all Johnny's for main a at week. One time. Sure. Yeah, the whole roster is <laughs> my main. Um, I'm in the roster. Uh, I I think the most exciting thing about Street Fighter to me was in the final round in grand finals. One guy was like, "I'm Ken," 
I'm Ken all the time. I'm I'm Kenuff. Is that is that what it is? I'm yeah. Set the phrase. Cool. Uh, and then the other guy was like, sometimes I play Luke and sometimes I play Blanca. And he just kept going back and forth. And it was the coolest thing to me, because most of the time at Evo, like everybody has like their person, their yeah. main. Like Johnny wouldn't know anything about it, but sometimes people have a no, main wow. character that they play. Wait, wait, wait. Hold uh, on. <laughs> Yeah, you, like you can just play one character and get really oh. good at that one character. I thought I had to have like five that I. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to do that. You 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 just huh. choose to do that. OK, um, but then sometimes somebody has like, OK, I've got this counter pack counter pick because, you know, maybe this character mm-hmm. is really good against my main. So now I've got this second guy that I occasionally use, but I, I rarely ever use it. And I'm that's why I have five, five mains. So I'm prepared for sure. Possible yeah, scenario. You, you're, you've got everything down, um, <laughs> but it's not something you usually see in Evo grand finals of a guy flipping back and forth between two characters and playing them both pretty well. Yes. The Ken won, unfortunately, uh, but it was really cool to see like, Oh, this is how Blanca plays and Blanca plays in that cool way. And now, okay, this is how, uh, Luke plays and he's he's using a different strategy on him this way. And, you know, maybe he can take a game off this guy um, and then the Ken kind of figures that guy out and then and then they go back and forth. So I thought that was really cool. Um, but I mean, I'm a little biased. Dragon Ball is still the best <laughs> Evo fighting game possible. It looks the, really cool. I'll say that it much. looks it looks fantastic. Um, I, I think the tag nature of that game helps helps to just make it really exciting make the matches really exciting and really full of of flair uh, but unlike marvel vs capcom it it is still it has a little bit of fairness like it's you can do some crazy combos but you're going to have opportunities to attack the other guy or, or sure. there's there's multiple engagements where somebody has to uh get the best of you a handful of times to be able to win a match instead of Oh, I just was I able to poke you three. Yeah, I was able yeah. to poke you three times and kill all three of your characters, yeah. and the game's over. Um, so I think that part's really cool. Also, just the crowd; these fucking weebs out there are just really hyped whenever the and and Goku and Vegeta go their fusion mode and then turn into Gogeta and then go into Super Saiyan Blue Gogeta and everybody, everybody in the crowd goes, yeah. Uh, it just fucking rules um so that was that was great uh that game continues to be good and it had some some really cool back and forth in the grand finals of that one as well um and uh america took home took home the gold in that one so you know congrats to usa us nice um evo's great i i uh i'm going to check out uh, like i said guilty gear and king of fighters at the very least um, cause I just, I just like watching them. They're, they're fun. They're fun times. And I sure as shit don't know how to play these games that well, but it makes me excited about fighting games. And you know, sometimes it's just cool to watch people play or watch people do something at the highest levels, uh, regardless sure. of what it is. That's, that's how you end up watching pro bowling on a Thursday night randomly and just go like, these guys are yeah. fucking good at what they do. I'm <laughs> totally yeah, I so get that. Evo, Evo is cool. Uh, you can go check out um, check out Evo has their own YouTube channel. Um, it's Evo. I, I forgot what it is. You can just you can do what I do and just search Evo 2023 top six and uh, and you'll find you'll find all the streams of that. And um, and they've got them clipped down to like, hey, here's the two hour block that is just street fighter and there's there's big gaps between each of the fights so you can just scan right to the next fight uh, i would recommend it it's really good oh yeah well johnny thanks for pulling together the news and no Chase, thanks for that detailed update on all things evo yeah. uh let's talk a little bit about the week that we've been having uh if you want to follow along with all of our stuff that we're mentioning you can do so by going to the link there in chat or just uh, look for Linktree slash the casual hour uh, but this week, Chase and I played Word Factorio. We talked about that game tonight as well. You can check out that stream on Twitch currently or on our YouTube page. Uh, we are not putting out quick looks this week. We're going to be recording content for quite a few of those in the, the coming days into the week to prepare for some of our weird scheduling that we're getting into. So uh, this is one of the last weeks we'll be doing um, our Baldur's Gate stream that you'll be, be able to tune into on Friday. Next week, Chase and I will be bouncing back with a fun game on Monday. Uh, we're kind of waiting for the DLC to drop on Feist and Tight Spaces. 
but we'll have more quick looks next week. And then uh, I believe that we're going to be doing Risk of Rain 2 with friend of the show Jiggy next Friday. I think that's the first time we kicked that one off with him uh, while Johnny's out. And then I'll be out for two, uh, a few weeks after that. So we won't be live after next week uh, for at least one week, uh, both Mondays, Wednesdays, and, and Fridays. Uh, but we'll have a lot of fun stuff that you can watch in the meantime. So keep your eyes peeled. We'll, we'll make sure the schedule's up to date. But this week has really been about Word Factory, our, our show tonight, and then more Baldur's Gate on Friday night as well. Chase, what about you? Uh, you can go to gamersonthego.com. Read my new article that I just wrote about Gunpoint. Uh, that was the last that was last month's um, backlog roulette game that I finished that I had a fantastic time with. And uh, I wrote a little bit about it uh, today and posted it up there. It's about um, it's about anticipation and how that game took me, you know, 10 years from when I first saw it to getting to play it now and how expectations can change over 10 years and you know sometimes those expectations can get wildly out of control and then other times uh the game's just really fucking good <laughs> like it was here um so so definitely check that out it was uh it was a lot of fun to write it was a lot of fun to play oh yeah um, and so i would suggest uh, other people checking that out um again gamers on the go.com and um you know, it turns out they're still uh, they're still striking over there in Hollywood. So pilot program, the show I do with Pierce Corshane, still on hiatus, um, but continuing to support support all the actors and the writers as they uh, continue to try to get a fair deal. Oh, yeah. All right, boys. Thanks so much for making tonight happen. We will be back Friday night with Baldur's Gate and we hope to talk to you all soon. Thanks for watching. Later.